0: okay all right you ready Yo? i'm
1: ready (laughs) i'm
0: very easily uh what's the word impressed amused i don't know okay (laughs) all right all right listen up listen up this is the latest episode of the boothish podcast and we are here today with the lovely catalina block of modern photo booth catalina
1: I feel
0: like, I should come in and punch me or something. Like, hold up, hold up, hold up. The, the our sound engineer is not doing his job right, the, the the levels are way too high, and we cannot hear your voice. But I think that's gonna be you much can? better now. I can hear you,
1: okay? There that we was
0: go. that was me. I had the intro music way too loud, <laughs> but we're good now. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good, thanks. How are you?
0: Uh, good, actually, amazing. Well, I don't know. This is the type of day I'm having, so I don't know oh, what this says right I here. Oh, I didn't
1: realize this was a a drinking interview. <laughs> you know what? I, I have water.
0: I I listen. It's <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to be sober uh, today. The uh, the kids left, right? So I'm like, it's one of those days. I need to unwind a little bit. Let me have a big boy sip. Fair uh, enough. So yes, I'll be doing that. I should have asked you because I mean, I just saw the other day your husband is a chef. Is that right? Yes. Yep. I should have asked him.
1: Oh, from Instagram.
0: Oh, I, it's either Instagram or Facebook. I think I saw you posting yeah. somewhere. Like I saw you bragging. I was like, "Oh, look at you with a chef in the house."
1: <laughs> I'd starve without him.
0: <laughs> Jeez, what does he make? Like, give me like, what's like, you know, what's his specialty?
1: He makes everything. Yeah. Like pretty much. Yeah, I don't know. He has a um a really good way of making vegan food to actually taste really good. I'm se- I think he's secretly trying to make me vegan.
0: Whoa is are, is he a vegan? <laughs> No. Yeah. Okay. No. We. But don't. he
1: prefers to try to eat.
0: No, we don't like, wanna, We don't want to do
1: less that. meat sometimes. But okay. yeah, no, he's really good at doing pretty much everything. Like he's even perfected the McChicken, the Canadian version of the McChicken. There's a home,
0: Canadian like I, McChicken.
1: Oh yeah. So I McDonald's, didn't know that was such a thing. Yeah, McDonald's in Canada is delicious. McDonald's in the U.S. is disgusting.
0: Really. <laughs> oh yes. man. I didn't did I even see a McDonald's when I went to Canada? I went to, to wait, not Toronto. Montreal. I took a road trip to Montreal. Yeah. I don't think I saw wait, I'm probably lying. I probably saw one. Uh <laughs> but Montreal is the coldest place on earth in the middle of winter. I told myself I'll never go back to Canada in the middle of winter. I have yeah. never felt cold the way that I felt cold when I was in Montreal. I got out yep. to go pump gas and I was pumping gas and like halfway through it, I think I just I just had to abandon ship. And I put the the nozzle back on the pump and just left. I didn't go back in to try to get my money back. I just did not want to feel that cold.
1: <laughs> I feel you. Trust me. I did me. not
0: want to feel that cold. But you've been living there. So you've been, been in uh, Canada, I guess, born and raised. How long have you been out there for?
1: Born and raised. Yep. Nice.
0: Okay. All right. Well, so I guess, uh, you know, let's let's get into the, you know, who you are phase of this stuff. Uh, you run Modern Photo booths, but I will let you speak for yourself. Go ahead and let the people know who you are.
1: <laughs> oh boy all right uh well yeah i do run a modern photo booth um i started it in 2014 it was a side hustle for a very long time but in my first year i made six figures well first year and a half really the first three months i don't really count because that was us like building our website and all that kind of stuff um i quit my full-time job two years in and you know i had a pretty cushy job i had six figures really nice car nice. allowance fancy ass car but Whoa. I wait gave who are you working
0: for Yari Vinterchuck, what were you doing?
1: I wish. Uh, no, I worked in. I worked for a company called um, Economical Insurance. <laughs> They're the biggest insurance company okay. in Canada, and I was a business development uh, advisor, which just means I was there to make sure that brokers sold our product more to people. And they gave me a really good car allowance. It was like it was crazy. It was like seven hundred dollars a month. So I drove a really fancy car, which I loved. Um, you went, but and yeah, a, I, you it, went and got a Maybach. No, it was an Audi. <laughs> a four convertible a four or a five i can't remember honestly but i loved it i uh, traded that in for a jeep because that was practical for the photo booth business oh yeah never cried before getting rid of a car <laughs> but i love my jeep yeah. <laughs> i wouldn't oh, go you, back you still yeah. got the original jeep i still have it yeah nice yeah i do love it um but yeah so i quit my job after two years did you know photo booting full-time and here we are uh seven years later through a pandemic and going on to seven figures at this point, hopefully. Ooh,
0: wait, hold on. Say that one more time for the people in the back. <laughs> Please. Seven hopefully figures. You're gonna hit
1: seven. Yeah, our goal is, is over seven figures this year.
0: Awesome. Okay. All right. So yeah. we're, we're, we're going to back it up a little bit and we're going to get into the nitty gritty of you about to hit seven figures and my beef with you today, Catalina. Ask me what my beef is. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I want to
0: know. <laughs> Catalina's telling people to do free events. Uh, and Catalina yes, made it to seven figures by and the prophecy do of doing free events. This is nuts. This is like anti-everything you hear in the photo booth groups, but Catalina mm-hmm. is at the mountaintops yelling down to the people, do it. All yeah, right.
1: that's how we started. So, and how we still do it.
0: <laughs> so how did you, you know, actually like find the photo booth industry and get yourself in here?
1: <laughs> so, funny story. Uh I had I hated photo booths. I thought oh, they were like, tacky. shit. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were so tacky you'd yeah. never catch me dead in a photo booth. Boa's hats, like I don't know where those have been. Um <laughs> Yeah, I was at in Vegas for WPPI. I was a wedding. Well, I was trying to be a wedding photographer. You need to make like four thousand, or like charge like upwards of four thousand dollars a wedding to make money as a wedding photographer. People don't realize how many hours go into shooting, editing, dealing with people, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I was struggling to make money as a wedding photographer. Went to this trade show, um, trying to learn more about wedding photography, and found Photo Booth Supply Co. and their wonderful legacy booth back then stepped in and i was like damn this is a photo booth that i can get behind it's like a mobile studio and it just clicked i don't know what happened but i just saw it yeah (laughs) (laughs) seriously there was not intended um i was broke as hell at this point you know like young recently married just bought a house like i went to vegas with two friends we split a room at excalibur which was 60 bucks a night and we smelled like axe body spray the entire time (laughs) it was so gross it was like cigarettes and axe body spray um yeah, and that's how it happened. Yeah, I put it on my parents' emergency credit card, and I was yeah. like, I have 30 days to explain myself to my parents and come up with $13,000 because that's how much it cost back then to yeah. buy a photo booth. There was no financing back then either. So,
0: what was a sales pitch that Photo Booth Supply Co gave you? And you were like, <laughs> you know what? This is it for me. Sign me up.
1: They didn't have to. So f- another funny story. Brandon, the owner of Photobooth Supply Co., I'm standing there talking to him, asking him all these questions, and one of his friends from Montreal, funny enough, walks up and uh, starts talking to him, and Brandon completely like just walks away from me mid-sales pitch, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but if you know Brandon at all, he's a very popular person when it comes to like the community. Like Everyone wants to talk to him and stuff, and I was just like... Okay, well, I mean, I'll. I i do not I was mad. I walked away, and I'm like, "Well, I'm not buying this photo booth." And then, like, ten minutes later, I'm like, "No, I really want the photo." <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he didn't have to sell me on it. I yeah. bought it, and they were great after that. Obviously, you know, um, and I joke about it with him to this day. I'm like, you know, Brandon walked away mid sales pitch, and I still bought the photo booth. So it's got to say a lot. <laughs>
0: but why? Like, what what convinced you that the photo booth was it, and not to go charge four thousand dollars an event? like these people were telling you?
1: So the quality of the photo booth is what triggered everything else for me. Because again, I hated photo booths. I thought they were tacky. But that one, I was able to like envision something that was really styled and beautiful. And I'm like, this is something I would want to have at an event. A studio style Essentially mobile portrait studio that prints on the spot and like the pictures were just amazing. So from there I was walking around and I saw these awesome backdrops and like I'd never seen anything like this, right? Like the backdrops that we see here or back then was like these disgusting velvet things or like everything just kind of looked like half-assed. I don't know. It just didn't look refined and it just opened my eyes. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, I'm going to make a styled photo booth because if I want this, there has to be other people that want this too. And from my corporate side of things too, I I saw an opportunity to be able to make the props because back then we actually did a lot of props, um, make really beautiful props that people, again, like me, would want to use instead of the feather boas and hats and stuff from the dollar store that, again, you don't know where they've been or who, especially now, right? Like, No thanks. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> no COVID for me.
1: New. No. Yeah. <laughs> I've avoided it so far. Let's keep it that way.
0: Oh wow, uh, you're good. I thought I I thought I'm- I could have avoided it, but it nailed me in like December. But anyway, let me not change the subject. <laughs> so you started making these props. You're like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do this at a higher level.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, as soon as I came home, I l- hired a designer to make my website, and uh, I was like, I'm gonna invest in this business. You know. Uh, I had enough failed businesses to know what not to do. So I decided this one, I'm going to do it quote unquote, right. There's no right way to do a business, by the way, this was right in my book. So, uh, prepped, you know, did all that. Um, we were like in between houses at this time. (laughs) I think we were living at my in-laws house and stuff. So it was interesting. Um, and yeah, and then, uh, started doing these free events started reaching out to people who I knew would want these types of photo booths and who I thought would have my target market. One of those was a networking group called Ladies Who Lunch, which is exactly what it sounds. It's literally ladies who go to lunch and network. And it was filled with my city's like top event planners and, um, Net, like marketing people and all this, and from that one free event, we got like four or five contacts that we still work with to this day. Wait, so who's, who's
0: we? Who did you start with? Or were, what do you mean? You, oh, you, you said no, that like we, we oh.
1: like Modern Photo booths. Okay, okay. So, so
0: when yeah. you first started Modern, it was was it just you, or did you start with anybody else?
1: Well, my husband.
0: Okay, all right. So you and your husband by right. no
1: choice of his own. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, you're gonna do this, and you're gonna love it.
1: Yeah, he's very introverted. Really?
0: Oh man! And you make him do? Do you make him go and uh, do events, or at least at the beginning? uh, At the beginning. Yeah.
1: At the yeah, he's really great in public. He just
0: prefers not to be. Yeah, yeah. He's got to just turn it on. But then once he's done, he's like, "Get me out of there." But yeah. So when you when you decided to like, hey, let me go and do this free event for these ladies who lunch, where did that concept come from your mind? Like, how did you how did you decide to do that?
1: Again, it came down to like I had done enough, you know, businesses in my past that I had really understood target markets and understanding who you want to target. So like I knew that I wanted people who um, wanted something a bit more refined. We're all like we're professional event people, you know. Uh, Back then, like it was a bit broader than what it is now, uh, and I wanted to target higher end venues. So this networking event happened at one of the best venues we have here in the city. Again, filled with a lot of event planners, um, really well executed, right? The aesthetic was very much what I wanted to be a part of. And so just, I think, understanding who your target market is, is probably one of the most important things people need to do. Just saying that you're going to do every party under the sun, the sun is the wrong answer. Yes, there's a million of them. Pick one, Mm. (laughs) you know, you want to do corporate? Start with corporate. That doesn't mean you're not going to get anything else, but just people need to focus on one type of event or like one demographic instead of trying to like do this like shotgun effect where they're just yeah. like, "I have a photo booth. I do events."
0: Come 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 get me. Yeah, I do it all. Birthdays, yeah. baptisms, funerals. And uh everything down every the line. <laughs> so, all right. So, you went and did ladies who lunch. Uh like, how did, tell me, like, tell me about that, like, that whole, your experience there. How did you network? How did you actually turn that into an actual, you know, t- to money?
1: So we set up, like, big. And this is the secret to doing free events. First of all, you have to tell them exactly what you're giving them and what the value is. So we went all out. Custom props, beautiful backdrop, unlimited prints, you know, like, we did it all. And I told them, like, the value of this package is about $2,000. Because I think it was, like, five hours photo booth time that we were there. Um, I'm like, so I would like to have a sponsorship package in kind for, of that value. And she's like, absolutely. We'll put your logo everywhere and mention you all this other stuff, business cards in the swag bags, you name it. Um, for sponsor defense, we brand whatever the output is. So the print, the video, it doesn't matter. It'll have our brand. It'll have our information. And we do put like links and stuff like that. And then, um, it was Wait, all what about do you service. Mean links? Oh,
0: you mean links on the on the printout? Like the email. OK, all right. Links. in the Yeah. Email. All so, right, I got you.
1: Yeah. We only do email if it's a sponsored event because we want to be able to contact those people afterwards and we make sure that we also have disclaimers on there, letting them know that we are going to contact them.
0: But did you did you do that that very first event as well? It was email only.
1: It was email only. Yeah.
0: Oh Wow. So you came in with like you came in with the whole plan of just of really like executing on that. Again, I know I asked you earlier, but I I kind of I feel compelled to ask again. But this just I know you said you've had like past businesses that didn't really, really work out too well. Mm-hmm. This had to have come from somewhere. This sounds like it's way too like did you try it in, a, in another capacity in, in another one of your businesses? Because that so, sounds very well no. executed for the first time, you know, to go do it
1: it just never clicked before, right? I watched the podcast uh, or watched the podcast, listened to the podcast. I watched the YouTube videos. I bought the books. You know, like I did all the business stuff and applied it here and there, but it never clicked for me. So that that's what I'm saying. Like when I saw this photo booth business, it, everything just fell in line. It's like, oh, this makes sense now. This is why you need to find your target market. This is why you need to like understand your persona and then when we went to do that I was like how do I make sure that I get the most out of this event and it was like well this photo booth collects emails so it's like we can collect those emails and then email these people with links to our website and follow up with them if we want to or they can respond to us you know that kind of thing and again it just it all clicked so I had the information I just didn't know what to do with it until I understood what to do with it. I don't know how
0: else to put that, but no, no, it makes sense. And and it's and it's funny about things like that where you can constantly like so for example, funnels, right? That's one of the things mm-hmm. that like I kind of like never really could wrap my head around until one day it just clicked. Yep. And for years I heard about, you know, top of funnel, mid funnel, you know, and just all that, whatever. It just never really made sense. And then just one day I just woke up and I was like, oh shit. All right, I get it. And you create this type of content for, you know, each level along the funnel. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I understand that. And and even though for, but even for you, like jumping out of the gate, I know, you know, some people kind of struggle with how much should I be charging? You had your value right up at 2000 right off the gate when, you know, some people come out, hey, I'll do your photo booth event for a dollar. Yeah. How did you know to charge? How did you know that you could get that 2000 for these for these folks?
1: I looked at every photo booth company within like a... 40 kilometer radius which is our entire city and back then there was a ton of photo booth companies like we had i think our um comparison was like 80 different companies like everyone wow. and their sister had a freaking photo booth company yeah. and then they were you know hustling on facebook and Kijiji, which is like our craigslist and stuff oh i was gonna say what and, the,
0: why are you swearing at me Kijiji? Like, <laughs> the
1: canadian version of, of craigslist um and I They all were exactly the same. I could not differentiate one company from the other, and they all charged about the same thing too. So I was like, okay, well, comparing all of their packages, I don't want to hire any of these people because they all don't look great. So then I looked at their packages, what they offer, and what I could offer above that to really stand out from everybody else. And I knew what I wanted to charge based on having figured out what my expenses were going to be for the year in terms of like website, insurance, you know, marketing, all that kind of stuff. Plus wear and tear on my equipment. Plus everything is more expensive in Canada, especially back then. Paper was expensive. I didn't know where to get it. Backdrops were expensive. You know, I think like everyone, I tried selling backdrops. I was like, I can buy these from China, but I need 10 of each. Yeah. In order for it to be cheap. So I'm going to sell them. That is a terrible idea. Do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so based on that, um, I knew that I wanted to be in that higher realm and I wanted to target people who were in that higher realm. I didn't want to do the backyard birthday parties. You know what I mean? Every like 15 of them every weekend. So that's kind of how I established my price. Be more, offer more, and then also understand what your costs are and what profit you want to make.
0: You know what? It's all starting to click for me. All right. Um, You drove an Audi for God's sake! You know, as you were coming into it, of of course you've got (laughs) fancy taste coming out of. You've got company or not? You could have got. You could have went and got a Kia, but you went and got yourself the Audi.
1: (laughs) It was my thirtieth birthday present to myself.
0: (laughs) She said, "I'm going to get this Audi." So Mm -hmm. you know what that that makes that makes a hundred percent sense, right? it's, It's all starting to click. But uh. So let, let's take it back to this first to this free event that you did, right? So you did, you so you got all these emails. How did you execute then on on uh, yeah on turning those into events? I knew you know you, knew you could send out emails. What kind of emails did yeah. you send? What did they look like?
1: I actually didn't have to send out emails. Whoa. So this was the best part is that people came through the photo booth, and I remember actually. Hold on um, one more time. Say a...
0: say that one more time. You didn't have to what?
1: I didn't have to send the emails.
0: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Photo booth so damn good it sold itself.
1: <laughs> it really did, though. Um, we had one of the like the other leading photo booth companies in the city. She was there, and I remember to this day she went through my photo booth like this, wow, recording the whole thing. And I was like, "You can just record, <laughs> <laughs> like you're not fooling anyone yeah. by what you're doing," you know. Uh, and everyone that went through the booth would stop me and talk to me. And they're like, "We've never seen this before," like. Tell me about it. Tell me everything. Here's my business card. I want to chat. Let's talk next week. Type of thing. So the business cards that I collected, I called those people. We set up meetings. You know, um, they they had events that they wanted wanted me to go to and stuff. So we started booking almost right away. Wow. From these people, you know, some of them took a while to convert. Like a year or so, they were like, Oh, we saw you last year at this event. But uh, the majority of them literally converted on the spot because it was just so different. And like, they just hadn't seen it before.
0: And and so that's what took you through your first year. You guys hit six figures. What was your next major milestone past that point?
1: So when I realized that this was like, a legit business, you know. Everyone always says like, "Oh, my real job is yeah. this." And when in the photo booth community is like, you know, photo booth thing is like a real job, right? Like a lot of us, this is our job. This is what we do twenty four seven. But I had that problem too. I had the wrong mindset about it, and for the longest time, I was like, "Oh, you know, like this makes money. This is great." But like, wh- like, what's next? You know, and we started getting more events and we started buying more photo booths. And at a certain point we hired somebody else to do our events. And I'm like, okay, like this, this keeps growing and growing. And it's like, what's our next step? So then I started setting goals for the business and we started hitting those goals and really started actually applying like legit business practices to my business. Mm. And lo and behold, (laughs) it kept, you know, growing. Um so my next step was what do you mean when you say like
0: you started applying like legit business practices, like what type of things were you guys implementing?
1: So looking at marketing strategies, you know, like drip campaigns, for example, in emails, like that's not something that most photo booth companies do. Like lead nurturing is not something that most photo booth companies will ever look at. And that's something we had implemented pretty early on, because again, I worked full-time. I didn't have time to respond to all these people. So we automated a lot of what was coming in to make it look like we were a big company. You know, I always kind of joke about like the fake accounting person, Susan in accounting who's yeah. the one who like looks, you know, follows up with your uh your overdue invoice. She don't she doesn't <laughs> exist, but I don't want to be the one following up, you know? So you can automate a lot of that stuff to make yourself look bigger, you know, until you get bigger. Like fake it till you make it is yeah. a legit thing that you can do and it works <laughs> as wow. long as you are striving to get to that point. But those are the kind of things like Facebook ads, for example, or another thing, and they're so mysterious. And to this day I still don't understand them <laughs> fully.
0: Yeah, they are a tough nut to crack. Work
1: on. So, yeah, or Google ads.
0: So but so that stuff. So you're so where has most of your, I guess, success been since these freebie events? This come and get some. Like so has it been mainly like referrals that are coming through as a result? Like yes. what how do you guys get your business these days?
1: referrals 100% are like repeat customers and um, from planners, right? We target planners, high-end planners, event planners, high-end wedding planners, you name it. Uh, that's where we get our business from. And then um, preferred vendors from venues. Venues literally have approached us and been like, we need to to have you be on our preferred vendor list. And there won't be a preferred vendor list. <laughs> but, you know, then all of a sudden there is one. Because they've started to de- like, they decided. You know, they've had enough bad photo booths that they would just want to work with one in particular. So there's a lot of venues here where we are their preferred photo booth and the only one on there.
0: So, so pre-pandemic, you guys were, uh, let's say, eighty. If you had to say where eighty percent of your business came from, um, what would you say that was from uh, corporate events or from social events? Corporate. That makes All right. So sure. uh, uh, corporate. Okay. Yeah. So in in getting to these corporate clients did you take that same route to get to them with the free events
1: yeah yep same thing okay uh targeting marketing conferences uh so like uh, marketing associations or um you know i'm trying to think of what are some of the other ones that we've done um my goodness that's the only one that's coming to my mind right now. But there's like, yeah, or, oh, the uh, Chamber of Commerce is another one that you can do that's usually bigger in the US and has, you know, those people who are looking to network. They're the business development people, the marketing people, um, anywhere that you can go where those are those those people are that's where you want to go BizBash yeah. is a huge one that i know has like all these different sections across the u.s like if we had the same presence of biz bash here in canada i think i would sponsor all of their
0: okay events, but so we don't so that was going to be my next question so you're doing all of these these freebie events right within montreal or right within canada for the ones that are yeah. easily accessible for you um, yeah and okay, and then so you're finding, obviously, you know, there's uh, the Montreal. Montreal's a you know, some major hub. So you've got big marketing companies that are there, and then you're able to to then go and, I guess, go and do these corporate activations.
1: Um, yeah, I'm actually in Ottawa though.
0: Ottawa. So I'm two Why hours. Why am I saying Montreal?
1: I, you like it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> wow,
0: this whole this for like the last thirty minutes, I've been calling you a Montrealian. Uh, my <laughs> I my I mean, apologies. I speak French, but not well. <laughs> we. Is that, yeah. Okay. All right. I had to make sure that wasn't Spanish for a second. Uh, horrible at foreign languages. I, my, I don't know how the heck I got the Spanish three, but, uh, you know, French was never for me. Um, but okay. So doing these, yeah. So doing these free events. So, so, you know, all right. There's a, there's so many things that you've mentioned that I, I, I kind of want to dive into all of it. And I'm just kind of like, which one do I really want to go with? But we'll start here. Um, you jumped into it at a time where there was a lot of photo booth companies, right, who were, yeah. you know, they were doing their thing. And a lot of people had like homemade photo. Well, no, wait, let me not say a lot of people. Were there a lot more homemade kind of photo booths at that point when you were offering uh, your kiosk or your services?
1: They weren't homemade, but they were more of like that black box that everyone had before or the white box. It was either white or black, but yeah. it looked like a travel case. The road case. that you like. Yeah, the road case yeah. photo booth. That's pretty much what everybody had here. There was um, one company that had like the enclosed booths, and they actually used the center column of their enclosed booth and called it the open-air booth. Ah. But they, they had actually pretty good quality. So mm-hmm. but nobody had the super sleek, modern, you know, uh, photo booth that we have
0: so how now can someone do free events when these friggin guac and chips in uh the salsa booths are all over the place right and you've got yep. other similar booths that you know th- they they may not look like those but you know they look pretty they look good how do you yeah. how do you set- separate yourself and do these free events at this point
1: it's or somebody so it doesn't matter into it? Yeah, it doesn't matter what your booth is. It comes down to your end product, what people are taking home, what they're seeing. So making sure your quality is good. Customer service is number one, 100% number one. Responding to clients same day, like literally the bar is set so low. Just respond to them same day. Even if it's like an automated message that you make sound more personal, will set you apart from everyone else. But customer service, 100% is probably the best way that anyone can stand out between anyone else because I find that everyone does this as a side hustle and a lot of people, maybe they don't care or maybe they can't. They don't have the time to and they don't know how to uh, optimize their time with automation, that kind of thing. So. If you have the opportunity to just do an amazing job in terms of service. And then again, look at your competition. What are they focusing on? Everyone's probably focusing on the same thing, you know, Which find is, what,
0: what do you think? Everything. Are focusing on? Okay.
1: Everything. They're literally like you go to any photo booths website. First of all, it's probably called click something, mm. photo, something, you know, something like that. Three sixty something. Yeah. 360 photo booth. Yeah. It's like, it's a video, booth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm. you joking. know,
1: but like, they all have an aperture for their logo or a prop or something like that. Like, if a com- if people can't figure out who you are from the next person, like that's a problem. So branding is a really good way to stand out. Uh, again, make your branding to cater to the people you want to attract. Right? You want to attract luxury people? Do luxury branding. You want to attract corporate? Do corporate branding. Like it's very different.
0: Cat, can I call you Cat? Yeah, please. Cat. But those are, I feel like those are, those things are easy to say, right? And, but, but the challenge I think, right, if the challenge I think is that these, there's so many people, there's so many networkers now, not networkers, like event planning people who have built relationships with, you know, photo booth companies who've maybe come in and done the event for free for them. How, how can I slide in and say, Hey, I know you've not, you're not working with this person, but Hey, give me a shot. Or what angle should I be taking if, you know, if, if some of these, if, if all of these networkers, networkers, if all of these event planners have relationships, how can I really infiltrate from that point?
1: Look at what they're not getting, right? Um, a lot of the wedding planners that we want to work with, will look at and see who they are working with. And for example, like. There's one planner in particular that I know who I'd love to work with. And she works at the photo booth company who honestly, they're fantastic. They do a great job of photo booths, but they don't offer anything else. They don't offer 360. They don't offer, um, you know, even something as simple as a gift booth. They actually don't even share off of their booth. I don't know if it's that they don't know how. Like right there, you can kind of see like, what is this company not offering that you can offer? to get in with that person, right? So we offer a variety of different stuff now. So 360, I'll go in with the angle of 360. Like, I know you have a great photo booth company, but we do 360 and I know they don't offer it. So I'd love to do a 360 event so you can see what we can do for you. And then, you know, you get in the door with 360, but maybe one day there are other vendors booked and then they come to you. And then you do their photo booth event, right? It's not that you're trying to take over that client for everything. It's just that now there's a, you know another need for you because they can have more than one vendor, right? Some of the planners that we work with definitely do work with other photo booth companies because maybe they don't need a, a super high-end photo booth for an event. Maybe they want... That super tacky traditional photo booth. Maybe that's their style, right, for that event. That's okay.
0: I mean, no offense to any yeah. listeners right now who still have that booth. Um, that's just a very old school way of you know running it right now. Go get you. Go get yourself a a guac.
1: Yes, right. Well, not available yet, but yes.
0: Put okay. your name on
1: waiting list for one of those. <laughs> on they the are beautiful. List. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Brand has done an amazing job. I, I probably would have to say. Very Apple-esque in his approach, uh, you know, to the business uh, and, you know, the website, the marketing, the branding and everything. Guys, you guys do a really good job over there. Um, But so so mainly you've got to find someone who has a need that is not currently being fulfilled and then trying to offer something different. But in the case that their needs are, let's say, quote unquote, fulfilled, you know, because I mean, everybody's got a 360. Well, let me not say everybody's got a 360, but it seems like so many people have a 360 but a lot of people Ugh, with 360s yes. don't necessarily have uh, other types of booths, or at least not currently at this point. Yeah. Right? Or
1: they don't know how to use their 360 because let's be honest, that is something that plagues that community. Ooh. A lot of new people that don't know their craft.
0: <laughs> Talk about it. What, is that, what does that look like? How does that manifest?
1: I mean, on any given day, you can go on one of the 17,000 360 photo booth Facebook groups that are in there now and off the bat using copywritten uh, music, like, careful, you will get caught eventually. Uh, and they don't care if you're a mom and pop shop. They'll still fine you 10 dollars dollars $30,000 for using licensed music. Uh, not centering their camera. Center your camera. <laughs> That's the entire effect is making sure that your subject is centered. Just center middle. your camera. Clean your lens, please. <laughs> you know, if your lights are like flaring out, you got a dirty lens. Uh, and lighting. Lighting is the most important thing when it comes to video. Literally nothing else. You could have your your camera off center. If you have beautiful lighting, people are going to think you did it on purpose. Yeah. But lighting is something that people just don't understand at all. White balance. I mean, I could go on, but there's no resources either. So, you know, Zentech does a great job with their support site. I feel like a lot of people don't read support sites. Like, I don't know about you, but I get a new piece of equipment and I am like obsessed with it. I'm on their website. I'm looking at YouTube videos. I'm reading the support site even before I've got it. You know, like I'm, I'm literally playing with, uh, video cameras today just cause I was like trying to play around with new stuff and people don't read support sites or like how to manuals, but there's also not, yeah, there isn't like a course that's like you know how to excel at 360 someone should make that you know maybe
0: Cat- i'll make it i don't know <laughs> as you should catalina i do have a confession to make though and i'm going to make this here publicly this is the first time i've said this uh to anyone mm-hmm. i think maybe no i've said it to other people in the photo booth industry but to in a in a in a larger audience my very first event i did exactly what i tell my customers not to do and <laughs> i thought that because hey i'm such a smart guy i'll figure this out as, as soon as i get to the event I was trying to run Breeze uh, DSLR booth, right? Is that the mm-hmm. Breeze booth? Yep. Breeze DSLR booth at the time. And and I tested it at home and I got everything working. The only thing that I didn't uh, mess around with was the flash. And I get to the event and the flash is not triggering. And, you know, I'm sure you used Breeze booth and you've got to go yep. in and check external flash. I'm panicking and hyperventilating in a corner because... <laughs> <laughs> cuz one checkbox cuz of cuz one checkbox my iso is at 64000 just to try to make it work
1: <laughs> they're orange and pixelated oh man it was
0: uh <laughs> it was it was awful so i i have definitely been i have definitely been there um so mm-hmm. i i get why people well no i i still don't get why people do it but i have done it myself but yes it's not the thing that you want don't be like shay be like catalina <laughs> nerd out on the instructions and find out everything about your software before you get there. But I actively preach that now because it's in my best interest. Because mm-hmm. on a Saturday night when I'm at home, I don't, you know, I don't like the emails of, hey, the stuff isn't working. It's, yeah, but did you, did you, did you know, test? Did, 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 you, did you test? Did you disable your I firewall? Know. And things do happen. Trust me. So when those, yeah. in those scenarios, yeah, like, you know, come on, let's, let's figure it out. But yes, for the most part, you've got to go in and make sure that you're testing and understanding your software. Right.
1: Yes. And do it at your house, ha- like it- go over to a friend's house and be like, can I bring my photo booth Yeah, <laughs> so I can learn how to use it? Like, please do that before you go to a, even one of your sponsored events. If you showed up to your sponsored event and you can't figure out how to use your photo booth like you've wasted that sponsored event for sure.
0: Catalina, what is it that drives you so much about this this photo booth industry? What's your why? Like why? Because you're I see you doing the you know, you're doing the the podcast as well. Right. And I was like, I've got to I've got to do a pod with the Potter. What what drives you? What drives you to, you know, to be so in love with this this industry that we're in?
1: Um, there's so many parts of it that, like, fulfill me, I guess. Uh, I am a big nerd. I love tech. I love to be able to play with stuff and understand and just pull off cool stuff. I love creating things. Um, I don't know. It just it fulfills a part of me that I that I didn't think would ever constantly be fulfilled when it comes to creativity uh the business side of thing it really excites me you know my why so originally my why was that i wanted to make extra money so that when i had a kid um and went on mat leave i didn't have to worry about money Mm. been there done that uh so then it was kind of like well now what's my why you know and it kind of turned into again my own mental barriers of thinking like this was just a side hustle. This would never be like the main thing. And then one day I was like, well, why not? Why can't this be my main, why can't this be like Canada's biggest photo booth company? You know, why can't we dominate Canada and have like, be like the go-to agency photo booth, whatever you want to call it when it comes to any type of photo or video um, experience. And then, so that that's my, that's my goal right now is to do that. And obviously, like, you know, house myself and my children, child right now. But maybe yeah. children. Who yeah. knows? You know, I have a husband. He's fantastic, too. And <laughs> we like to live, you know, we like our good food and wines <laughs> and stuff. So yeah. why not? You know, I
0: don't know. So what's Travel. the next step? How do you how do you get there? What does that look like for you?
1: So we actually took the pandemic as a way to rebuild ourselves uh obviously we lost all of our events 2019 like many people was going to be out an epic year we came into it and I remember I I think I was like it's funny I was traveling like every two weeks So I was home for two weeks I was gone for a week or two and then I was like I don't know if I can keep this up huh kind of regret saying that now but um at first I was like okay I don't know what to do here I'm not not sure. So we laid off all our staff, just like everyone else, lost all our contracts. We were lucky that we had a really good quote unquote runway, meaning cash in the bank. So I had six months that I knew I could carry the business for before I really needed to start to panic. Um, So after about three months of having laid everyone off, I was like, no, we're going to go at this. Virtual events are here to stay. We don't know how long this is going to happen. We are going to go hard on virtual events. Hired everyone back. Our mission was to do every virtual event we could. We did Google ads. We started, you know, pitching it to people who didn't even know virtual events were a thing. All of our wedding planners were like, we don't know what to do. We're going to go get jobs at banks. We're going to go get jobs, you know, at other places. <laughs> we're
0: going to go do real estate. That- I saw a bunch of people do that. I'm not oh, going to lie. Lord, yeah. I did get my real estate license, too, because I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> but yeah, yeah,
1: fair mm-hmm. enough. You know, we we did virtual tours. Yeah. We did like we tried everything because it's like survival, right? The virtual. Um, booths paid off people didn't like we brought them the education they now had a tool they could sell to their clients who were also going like what the hell do we do we have all these events we need to do it's been six months we can't just not have events you know so that's kind of what put us through there and then i'm like okay well now we need to prepare for the boom of events coming back because when people come back to events it's going to be crazy and hello here we are dying
0: nuts yeah
1: (laughs) of events but Uh, We built up our team. We built up, uh, we went from, you know, three full-time, including myself, to now 14 full-time staff. And I don't even know how many contract staff we have now that are doing our events. Um, We're still building, right? It's not like we're swimming in money. Now it's rebuilding all the debt and all of the loans and stuff we needed to survive. And I guess, like, I remember many times going like, I don't know how I'm going to make payroll. You know, taking my own money that, he was putting me in like panic mode as a, mm-hmm. you know, person, but it's like, I don't want to not pay my employees and, and not paying vendors because I'm like, I need to yeah. pay my employees and just sitting there going like, is this going to be okay? Or is this my last week in business? You know, is next week going to be the week that I need to be like, I can't, I, I failed at this. I, it didn't work mm-hmm. so far. No, <laughs> so far wait. it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Amen. We're coming
0: back. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, the, the industry does seem like it's starting to roar back uh, roar back in a lot of different places. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that, you know, I'm glad that things are starting to uptick for you guys. Um, I, I want to um, kind of pivot and, and ask you, I guess, a little bit about your process, right? When, yep. when you get a lead that comes in, uh, I assume most times it's, you know, probably going to be via email. How do you guys handle that? I know you mentioned some, you know, some automation stuff. What are you particularly doing?
1: So we have two different departments. We have weddings. So we have our wedding brand, which is Modern Photo Booth, only focuses on weddings. And then we have Modern Activations. Modern Activation does like, you know, the charities, the galas, um, the really big brand activation things. And so for weddings, for example, we realize that we get a ton of requests, but only about 20 to anywhere between 20 to 40 percent of those are um Warm to hot leads. Again, categorizing your leads is important in a business, mm-hmm. even in a photo booth business. So, uh, anyone who falls within those two categories will get more one on one, real person interaction, but we respond to our leads same day.
0: Wait, hold on, hold they on. Wait, even, wait, 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 wait. How do you define or categorize what's warm or what's hot?
1: Well, we looked at every single lead that we had and at one point we had like 400 open leads and we're going, what the hell is happening here? You know, um, we went through them and started seeing who's booking within a month, two months and three months of contacting us. And what are some, like some similar things about each one of them. So a hot lead for us is somebody who gives us a lot of information, including budget. They know what they want. They come to us and they're like, I want your 360 booth. I want your glam booth. I want a print booth with this backdrop. They they're already like educated uh, leads. Right. Or they come to us from a planner. If a planner contacts us automatic hot lead, even if there's no information and they just tell us July 24th, book this booth for three hours. I don't care. Mm. (laughs) I don't have any more information. That's a hot lead because we know that our planners. It's like an 85 to 90 percent close ratio on them. Uh that's a hot lead. A cold lead is somebody who's like, Hey, I'm getting married this date, and I want a photo booth. Mm. vague. we try to call them, they don't answer the phone, we try to follow up with an email, they don't respond back. That's a cold lead to us. and
0: ghosting you like a Tinder date.
1: Yes, <laughs> not that I've ever been on Tinder, but I'm assuming yes
0: <laughs> You're, as a married woman, I'm sure you haven't been yes yeah, that's, Tinder that's was
1: before my yeah. time yeah <laughs> um anyways, the cold leads they go through an uh, quasi automated email nurturing campaign okay. you know so we don't spend as much time on them. we obviously still we still try but then once they don't respond to us then we don't we don't spend our effort on that
0: how, how long we, do they stay in that in that phase or how many how 45 many days 45 all right and you're sending yeah. out like roughly how many emails just roughly. six emails six emails okay mm-hmm. and is this what type of what type of content is is within these emails
1: Uh, Education. So again, these people may not know who we are. They may not know what a photo booth can bring to them. And so, you know, we do a testimonial. We do um, something that shows them like what a photo booth can be. It can be for wedding favors. It can be for memories. It can be a guest book, you know, those kind of things. We talk to them about financing. Financing is a big thing. You know, people, um, when they're doing their weddings, they have a lot of expenses and a lot of their vendors want to be paid in lump sums. Like I remember when I got married, you know, you put down deposits and you're like, great, I have all these vendors. And then like sixty to thirty days before your wedding, you gotta pay 10, 20, whatever, thirty thousand yeah. dollars in vendor fees all at once. So and letting them know that they can pay monthly. They wanna pay monthly, they wanna pay every three months, whatever. We'll figure it out. Just tell us what you want to pay. Yeah. Uh, that's one of them. And then um, a follow-up email, like a straight follow check-in email. And then one letting them know their proposal is about to expire. That's a big one. You need to tell them there's a deadline. Is for this, this but this isn't
0: for your cold leads, I assume. This is for your hot leads. This is for
1: cold. I mean, we do the expiry for everyone.
0: Okay. but yeah. So what is in the, so in the cold lead, um, let's say sequence, what is it mm-hmm. that's about to expire for them?
1: The proposal that we sent, the pricing.
0: Oh, so you send, so when the cold lead comes in, you're sending out pricing information. And then yeah. you're letting them them know it's gonna expire. And and so and that's all within a 45-day window. Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Awesome. Okay. Um yeah.
1: But, and then in the end, we actually we'll say goodbye to them. Yeah. At 45 days, if they haven't responded, we tell them we're like, okay, you're you know, it's expired. We hope you have a beautiful wedding. Yeah. We know it's gonna be good even if we're not gonna be there. Mm-hmm. But thank you for considering us.
0: Do you bye-bye. put them into <laughs> bye-bye? Bye. 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 <laughs> Do you put them into like any other let's say like like a monthly newsletter semi newsletter to try to reactivate? okay, it's so just going for good
1: no also marketing uh like legislation here is very different, right? Okay. There's a difference between like following up with someone and then putting them into a marketing campaign, yeah, so yeah, okay. we don't do that
0: that makes sense unless uh, they ask you can I tell you how how beautiful that sounded to me to hear your funnel like i like <laughs> i ever since funnels clicked for me. Like mm-hmm. I have fallen completely in love with funnels and there are very few people in the industry that I see really take advantage of funnels, uh, you know, to their fullest. Um, yeah. Agreed. Uh, but we're not going to nerd out on, on it right here, right now. But one, one of these days <laughs> I would, I would love to, I would absolutely love to. Um, yeah. so pricing, right. Where do you guys kind of stand at in terms of your, your average book price, uh, or your average event rates?
1: Uh, we're probably sitting around $2,000 right now for the average wedding. Yeah, okay. Uh, we do a lot of glam. Glam is like number one. Uh, 360 is probably our next one. Our 360 is 3750 for three wow. hours. That's our starting rate. Is
0: that rate.
1: $375.50? Yes, a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, $3,750 for three hours. And our uh, hourly rate is $1,000 after that. So, um we've you know again lots of 360s in our area yeah. we don't have a problem booking it last week alone we had two 360s running i think we had six events in one week for wow. 360 it was crazy wow absolutely crazy
0: catalina um so i'm con- i'm coming to ottawa and i'm going to start a photo booth business to compete with you i'm going to mm-hmm. start off at 200 dollars an hour to do my events what
1: have fun? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you won't be going after my client. What? <laughs> what strategy do you give me to be able to start to slowly price up? Not to I guess, oh. to, what do I do to, to raise those prices from that $200 so that I can start to get to those type of numbers?
1: That's the problem with starting out low. It's a lot harder to build your way up because what's going to happen is you're going to have your client base at 200, right? You're going to get tons of people who want to book you at $200 and your calendar is going to be full, but you're going to be tired as hell. You're not going to be able to afford anyone else to do your events because if you do, you're going to be making peanuts, right? Plus you won't be able to actually pay any of your insurance, which you probably don't have because you can't afford it at $200 an event. If you start raising your prices, you're going to lose your clients, And there's always that transition phase. And that's where people get scared, right? They raise their prices and they're like, oh my God, no one's booking me. I made a mistake. I'm going back down to the pricing I had before. That's a mistake. There's going to be a transition when you start moving up the ladder because you're targeting different people. So if you're trying to target the same people with a higher price, you're not gonna get bookings, right? Because that's no longer your target market. So you need to literally double your price and go after a new target market. And you need to understand there's going to be a lull, right? And that's why it's harder to raise your prices and start low. There's a difference, of course, between like inflation and all that kind of stuff and slowly raising your prices. But again, you're never going to get to that point. Like it's going to take you years to get to a profitable, like super profitable um, amount for your photo booth business or to be able to outsource or anything like that. So realistically, I would say, charge what you need to charge in order to make money, right? Right find ways that you can add value, find ways that you can add upsells, anything like that to your photo booth business. Um, find a niche market that's not being serviced. You want to be the green screen photo booth? There's no green screen photo booth in Ottawa, by the way, Whoa! right? No, there's nobody who focuses solely on green screen, which I think is actually a niche market that is probably not um, well-serviced anywhere. You know, there's maybe one or two companies that I know who really go hard on green screen, but you can do so much with green screen, right? Like green screen is magic. So find what it is that you can really target and then set your prices high to begin with. Please do not lowball because you're just going to keep going down because you're going to be competing with other people who are in that price range and you're not competing on service. You're not competing on quality. When you're competing on price, there's literally nowhere else to go but down.
0: So, so you're suggesting, so, so for anyone coming into the photo booth industry, start at a higher price hold or threshold pricing and target higher end clients is, am I, am I hearing that properly? It doesn't
1: even have to be higher end clients, right? Again, like, so if you're charging a thousand dollars for a photo booth event, you only need to do one event a week, whereas somebody who is charging $200 needs to do five events to make the same amount of profit or sorry, same amount of revenue But you obviously have way more overhead at $200 for the same event as you do with a $1,000 event, right? I'm not saying go after luxury. You can go after the middle middle tier, you know? If you really want to go after that low-end tier, that's not a problem either. You just need to figure out how. Maybe they're drop-off booths, right? That way you don't have overhead for people. You go, you drop off the booth. They don't have any choices in terms of like maybe you put their name on the template, but other than that, it's like, Here's your color photo booth with your filters enabled, with whatever props you have or whatever, and it doesn't print, it just texts or emails your photo. That is something you can sell for a lower price point. You don't have the staff charges at those point, at that point. You, know, you don't have to pay someone to be there for three, four hours. You have to pay someone to drop it off and pick it up. There's ways of targeting uh, quote unquote lower end markets while still make, being profitable. It's just about figuring out how to do that. So I'm not, you know, a lot of people think it's like, oh, luxury is the only way to make money. It's not. Luxury means less events because you charge more. You can charge less and do more events, but you still need to be profitable. So you need to figure out how to do that.
0: Awesome. That is, Catalina, this whole conversation right here has been filled with nothing but jewels. Um, we had this initial conversation where we kind of, you know, kind of kind of touched base on some of the things that we wanted to discuss and one of the things that struck me that you said is that you've been you've been preaching what you've been preaching, which is, hey, go out and do these free events to start to get your name out there, but people don't necessarily take this advice and and run with it. Why is that? Yep.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. There's so much information out there. You know what? Actually, maybe I do because I kind of said it at the beginning. Maybe it just doesn't click yet. Hmm. Maybe you need it to click. In order to make it work. But there's so much information out there. Just try something. Because if you're not trying something, you're not going to be able to like move forward. If you want your business to move forward, you got to keep trying. I mean, I think that's like the most cliche, you know, quitters never <laughs> winners never quit, right? Oh like, yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, I mean, there's a lot of information. It it, it could just not be clicking with people, but mm. try it, you know, maybe it's gonna work for you. Maybe you just need to ask different questions. Maybe you need to tweak it a little bit to fit your situation. Um, But one of the biggest things that I hear is like, people are like, well, why are you giving away all your secrets? Because Mm -hmm. people don't, people don't apply it. And if they do that 1%, please,
0: please. (laughs) Whoa, Catalina. I say that every single damn time I can give you the whole game. I can, I have no problem telling anybody how anything works because a very small amount of people are actually going to take that initiative and do yep. the things that, that, that they have to do. So, honestly, even, yeah, you know, when I, when I talk to some people, hey, come jump on the podcast, you know, they're concerned about competitors and da-da-da. Very, very, very few people are going to listen to what you're saying and actually implement it. It's going to go in one ear and out the other or it might take them a long time for it to actually manifest. And in that time, you yeah. should be on to bigger and better things anyway.
1: that's exactly it by the time i'm telling you something it's years behind
0: me (laughs) so tell me what you're doing next year so that uh my time is up and running you'll see (laughs) (laughs) all right catalina as we end this out if you were to start your photo booth journey all over again you've got a budget of five thousand dollars where do you spend it what do you do
1: Okay, $5,000. First of all, I would finance my first photo booth.
0: Okay.
1: I'm not a financial advisor, so this is just my own personal thing. I've realized financing is the way to go <laughs> instead of spending your money. By the way, I OPM. do not purchase iPads. I finance all my iPads, and I oh. finance all my computers because I don't have $2,000, $3,000 to spend on an iPad every time a new one comes out. Yeah. But I do have $20 a month to ah. spend on iPads. So finance the first photo booth pay someone to help you with branding if you're not good at branding because branding is important again understand your target market uh i would still go with a photo booth supply co booth especially the guac booth freaking love that thing i've had mine for months i know i'm the only yeah. person who this has. episode
0: is sponsored by photo booth supply co <laughs> it <is> Brandon, <laughs> send my ass a guac and the chips but i'm sorry yes. go ahead <laughs>
1: No, it's true. It's it's a simple booth to start off with and has quality. So it's almost like they've come full circle. Before, like the first booth, the legacy booth, was quality, but it was a nightmare to operate. And I know you people who are listening to me who have a legacy (laughs) booth, who had social booth or breeze, you're tearing your heart, your freaking hair out, trying to make it do anything other than photo. So now it's like you get the quality and it's easy to use like an iPad booth. So yeah, I would go with something simple if you're not super tech savvy. If you are, build your own booth, sure, whatever. But quality please quality service and you know try to spend on quality things like branding which is important your equipment is important
0: how much might that cost the, the i guess the getting that branding done from somebody
1: so mine included a website um and i think it was three thousand dollars to okay. get branding and a website done they didn't have like additional stuff done on after that but i know that there's people out there who do fantastic jobs of branding and even creating websites that are not even, that are not $3,000. Right. Uh, back then it was a bit different. There wasn't as much, uh, Squarespace places, you know, for me, it was like a WordPress site, which I still don't know how to use, you know, like I'm pretty damn tech savvy and Squares or WordPress makes me want to just give up on life. (laughs) So, um. Yeah, you could probably find packages for much cheaper. You know, you don't always have to spend a ton of money to do something, but just try and do it right the first time, please. <laughs> nice.
0: All right, Catalina, thank you very much for joining me here today um, on this episode. You've dropped a, a lot of knowledge. Uh, if thank anybody you. would love to get in touch with you, you know, would you want to share your contact information? in oh, my bad. <laughs> Hold on. And we can edit this. We can know. we can edit this. So let me honestly, know and I can I can redo I the would, outro.
1: I would love... No, you can keep this because okay. um, I would love to be able to respond to all the messages I get, okay. but it's a bit overwhelming, actually, uh, how many people I have reach out to me. So uh, I do offer consultations. And honestly, at this point, it, this is the only way I can... Like, I try to answer easy questions as much as possible, but I get some people who have like really complex problems i'm like i i wish i had time i don't mm. have time to have one-on-ones with my employees yeah. sometimes like wow. so yeah catalina if you want to do a one-on-one session with me uh i have availability on there um feel free to follow us on on instagram at modern photo booth co but uh yeah i'm sorry if i don't get to your message but yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's busy right now
0: yeah very busy very busy All right, Catalina, thank you for being here. Uh, It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you very much.